It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. This is Welcome. You're Jack. listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Uh, now you fucked up. Now you fucked now up. Fucked yeah no he's one of the most amazing people i said that that was made by john and you went who and i went oh he did he's my friend he did stand up with us he goes oh the mustache I vegan say, i didn't say who i said which john you, oh like, which there's a lot of it's a hey, common man, name. Hey man, this guy John Smith. It's like there's five fucking million of those. John is the white Muhammad. The white Muhammad. <laughs> it's uh, just too common of a name. The guy that would just <laughs> he'd take <laughs> and go with us to Mike's. That was always fun. Yeah. I remember that one uh, Monday? My car was in the shop, so we just fucking went out and we did like five together. Who is this? Huh? Who is this? What are you talking about? We went out with him. And oh, did five mics? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to be like, I did not know. I thought you were talking about some shaman or something. Why shaman? I don't know. Am I losing my fucking mm-hmm. mind? I, I'm losing. You guys my want to introduce yourselves? I don't uh, think we should. I don't think either I'm of Josh us. Josh Adams. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be a real dick. What's up? Can we restart it? Um, it's live. Isn't uh, it? it's no, live. it's not. No, live. I mean we can just clip this part out. Cool. Starting... I just didn't want to talk. Oh, no drugs. <laughs> no drugs. Because <laughs> your mama. Because of my mama. Sorry, Look who's I don't need to be a I have It's a okay. Mom. It's unlisted. We can. We Aren't can you so happy I didn't uh, do this live? This <laughs> is the worst intro to any podcast. Okay, ever. ready. We're gonna. We're, we'll start over. Right. We'll we'll start over. Hold on one second. Would that be? Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. I love this intro so much. Now you fucked up! Now you fucked up! I like upsetting my producers before I even start the show. You have fucked up now! Restart and do our stories. Antagonize on him. Now you fucked up! I'm just gonna keep getting angry and angry. Now you have fucked up. Do it, dude. Welcome to Bucked Up, a self-help podcast by someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm sorry, what the buck they're doing. Woo. Woo. Swearing is out then. I can't say We can swear. You can swear all you want. Did you hear that intro? Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) Yeah, you can say. You done fucked up now. Okay, cool. Cool. I am here with one of my favorite human beings of all time. Uh, One of the funniest comedians in... um, this room no (laughs) (laughs) he's in the top three comedians in this room in this room there's three of us (laughs) so technically yes no al al christakis is here he's one of my favorite comedians from boston but he also just like me is from cape cod the land of rainbows kittens and heroin i love cape cod i do enjoy cape cod it's actually funny i um a little story time oh just so you know i like to cut people off and i tell long stories and it's all about me because this is my show so that's good man no but i actually met you when i still wanted to do stand-up but i was too scared to and it was at right the Lanto? at the lanto that's you were running a show there 
Yeah, I uh, I remember that was like one of the nerd. That was uh, I was very very early. That was before I was even doing it consistently. Oh, you killed that! I remember being no, like I this dude. Bomb! You're you need lying. to shut you your change that shit. mouth. You fucking you changed that to fit the narrative, man. <laughs> I bombed so fucking hard that night. I um, yeah, that shit was uncomfortable. I remember getting off stage and just being like, oh, "Fuck!" Well, I got to throw all that shit out. Yeah, I uh, I was so fresh that uh, I I didn't even do a mic to. I just did five new minutes. I thought you were very funny that and, night. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd never tested it at a mic before because I didn't know how fucking stand-up worked. Yeah, that was actually the reason I didn't do stand-up for another couple of years. I thought you hated funny. it. I thought... <laughs> no, I was I remember so... bombing and then you being like, yeah, my fucking friend dragged me to this fucking weird show with this fucking guy that No, sucks. dude, I was so scared to do stand-up. I always wanted to do it. And then um, uh, a mutual friend of ours brought me to the show and you did really well everyone was good and i got so scared and you gave me your number and then i didn't do stand-up we didn't see each other for another like two or three years yeah i thought you died and then you came back i did i to died be honest, i always thought uh because i was baby-faced i guess but i always thought you were way fucking older than you were like you're younger than me i thought yeah. you were like three years older than me yeah i'm but, a um, very when i shave my when beard <laughs> when i shave my beard i i was called boy the first time i shaved my beard in like three years i shaved my beard and i went out and i was called boy and i was like i can never do this again what's that fucking roast joke i wrote for josh you look like uh pennywise the clown if he was trying to pretend to be a mormon <laughs> yeah that's a really good one yeah oh just wow. a little like a tinge of like a creepy like i like to hide in like, sewers fuck yeah like i'm gonna kill a kid i kill kids eat them too mm. i heard that's how what's rich people uh, live longer so maybe i should do that this is a self-help podcast if anyone has any science on eating little children and making us live longer send it in listen if you kill and eat kids don't fuck them if you just kill and eat kids please don't that's a ps let us know where how do you want them out. to send these these clips uh, uh them killing and eating kids <laughs> yes uh, if you have clips um, please send them to sambuckcomedy at gmail.com <laughs> Everybody love also, everybody! if you have uh, pictures of taints, I like that. A picture of a taint. A taint. Why do you like a taint? I, I just want some pictures of them. I want that. That's what I want this. Oh, you want that to be. to be all taints? Yeah, I want it to say bucked up. Can I put my taint here, or is this like a? Yours is can be the main one. Oh, cool. So it could be like a collage. How about like a bunch of little pictures of taints and they all make my taint? <laughs> that is what we should like do. One of those, uh, like a Michael Jackson collage. Yeah, yeah. It's always a poster of Michael Jackson with like, like little, little pictures Michael Jacksons. Of, yeah, I was going to say McCulloch Culkins. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> this has gone great so far to self-help. I know people out there are just wanting to better themselves right now. Um, so no, so we met and I didn't do comedy again for another like, well, I didn't talk to you for another like two years and then I saw you at Ying's the saddest <clears throat> open mic of all time which I love shout out to Ying's but yeah, one of my favorite uh, <laughs> places my favorite places to just humble myself you just do 20 minutes of silence at Ying's it's great <laughs> it's... you just do as much time as you feel like and just bomb for as long as you want it's do really you fun. think that you would get more laughs doing it in front of the mirror than doing it at Yings. Uh, 
<laughs> well, Paul's gonna laugh, so Paul's not at my house. Shout out, Paul. He isn't. Yeah. I like to keep. No. I'd like to keep Paul in my bathroom so he can laugh. While you I'm you doing might get a uh, on the right night. You might get like two or three comics to give one of those ha, like where it's like they're they're too in their own head to even pay attention. But you say something like "My pussy's full of butter," and they're like, "Ah, that was you're the fun, w- that line was funny." You're the worst at that because your laugh is so loud, and you'll just have like a single ha. <laughs> well, I'm keeping that line. <laughs> yeah, that's I keep. I just know in my recording, I when to keep that. So, you didn't do any open mics before you did stand up that time at Lanto. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I, I did a couple open. Mi- I didn't have a car then, mm. so I I really count from when I got my car. That's when I really started doing comedy. But I hadn't done any of that material. The last time I had done. A show was the last time I hosted Lanto, which was two months prior. Oh, how did you do that time? Uh, good. I guess, yeah. That was like my old shit. That was, I, I don't like my old material. I would do well with it, but it was kind of hack, so. Um, I hate yeah. going back to my old material or even looking at it, even when I thought it was good in the moment. It's, oh, just wait, baby. It's I know it get, stinks because I'm not even that far in, but still, it's no, like no. I don't want to keep jokes in over five too years. Much. I'm going to be like, I can't believe I said any of that shit. Yeah, you, I can't believe you think you're going to be alive in five years. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till everyone's like, he was so much better than. Okay, <laughs> who said that last? That was Hey, that guy was on his way. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you very much for bringing it back to no negativity. I forgot that one of our main rules on this show is positivity. I don't know why I brought Al on the show about no negativity because that is your bread and butter, and I'm saying that because I know you love bread and butter. Mm. I I'm going to ask you a question from my magical journal, but I've been taking quotes from. I like to write. 30 minutes a day about how much I suck. Just like it's a fun <laughs> thing to do. I think it's very therapeutic. I told you, <laughs> self-help podcast, I don't know what I'm doing. It, w- it might help you come at times. <laughs> I hate myself. I hate my- But I took quotes these that I wrote in all sincerity, and I, um, I wrote them down, and I want to read you one of them before I ask you a question. This is something I wrote to myself this in all yourself? sincerity. Yeah, It's very sad, trust me. You fat titted bitch. Can Every I write quotes about you. <laughs> All our quotes might be the same. <laughs> Everything you want will happen if you keep trying to be your best self. Aww. I wrote that in all sincerity. I was saying this on the last podcast. I'm already repeating myself too in, but it's like that would not even pass on a shitty Instagram page. <laughs> and I'm writing Dude, that that's to like myself. Like you all could uh, you could construct like a real nice joke on Twitter, like no fat, and it would get like four likes. But if you post that, you're gonna get like fucking twenty five likes. Oh yeah, and just like yeah. I do uh, YouTube yoga, too. I understand true sadness. True sadness, which is white girl likes, just fucking filling up your page. <laughs> the best thing. <laughs> the best thing. So when did you, so when you got a car, were you just like, fuck it, I'm doing mics all the time? Yeah, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know. I just uh, I felt like... That you know, pizza pies. That pizza pie. They quit that shit. I'm not doing the pizza pies no more. No more um, pizza pies in your may, pizza? I don't know. Maybe. It depends. <laughs> if I really need a day job. Uh, this whole welfare thing doesn't work out. I'm trying to get on welfare because that's the best way to be a comedian professionally. It's to get paid by the government. It's weird. The government. <laughs> the government is the number one sponsor of comedians. 
in a way, they, they don't do a lot for us, I think. I think there'd be a lot more <laughs> professional comics if they did. There should be a, an artist fund for our dick story. Yeah, this is really... Uh, we don't deserve anything. We, this is a fucking stupid thing to do with your life. The, yeah, I. this is episode two, and I might walk out, and you can just take <laughs> over. I'll, I won't even change the name. It'll just yeah, be... I, listen, I'm rescinding the whole positivity. Thing. <laughs> yeah, no like more... That. No more... Po- I, it, ten minutes with you, and it just goes into madness. It's just right into the... <laughs> we should all kill ourselves. There's no do God. You, do you keep a... Uh, like a... You told me you woke up at four yesterday, and that's impressive. Four p.m. Yeah, four p.m. That's impressive. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I got uh, I'm a little insomniac bitch, and uh, also Thank a lot you. of it. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. that's uh, oh, do you want to? Uh, do you want to introduce it's good yourself? For stand up. Oh, this is we got uh, we got Ani Moosh. Ani Moosh. What up? What up? The, the Armenian best. scorpion. <laughs> she actually has Shouts that out tattoo <laughs> down her left leg. A, a, a scorpion, the Armenian <laughs> scorpion. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yep, that's me. And then shout out Surge Tanky. Fuck the Turk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Turk. Shouts, shouts out to Surge, man. <laughs> Darren Malakian. So yeah, so you're insomnia. But do you have a day? So you do you have a daily routine? Even though you wake up at four, like do you write every day? Do you try um, to? I try to write every day. How long? I um, well, I, I have like a weird system where like I'll reward myself for uh. Like, if I do a mic, I'll give myself a... I have, like, a dash system, mm-hmm. right? And uh, if I do a mic, I'll give myself a dash. If I do a... If I write five hours in a week, I'll give myself a dash. And if I, you know, work out, because I had to put that on there, because there, no, there was no fucking... Uh, there's no reason for me to work out otherwise. Dude, <laughs> like that's... I was such a-, a fat piece of shit that I was like, I had to add that. Um, yeah, and then I just, you know... It's kind of like a video game, you know? You keep yeah, 100%. Like, like, look at all these checks I have, which is kind of... I have, like, really bad rituals to go see Pete, too, so that, that kind of feeds into it. No, we were talking but, about um, that on the last podcast, how having a system in place works. Like, that's how you... You just... It, no, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, Irish O'Neill on the last podcast was talking about how he kind of keeps an order uh, like the Jedi... And you can go back and listen if you want to understand what that means. Fuck the Jedi, <coughs> Sith baby. <laughs> we got a Sith Lord over Gray here. Great Jedi. Do you think you could fit in the Darth Vader helmet? Mm, be cool with it. I, you know, I was thinking about getting with just one orange for, uh, hair popping out <laughs> the bottom of it. My fat neck beard is just fucking. Everybody love out. everybody. It's like fucking George no, but Lucas's we were t- fucking goiter neck. <laughs> Thank you for bringing the positivity back out. Hell yeah. Got but you. No, but it's, it's, you need a system. You need an order. You need uh, something in your life to kind of keep you going. At least I do, and I feel like a lot of people who want to better themselves do. Well, this is such a discouraging uh, business. It really is. And it's very fucking hard. And, uh, the, the, you know, the, you need to incentivize uh, hard work mm-hmm. when you're doing this. But just... Uh, like, because of that thing that I had, it, it was like, it, there was points where I was doing like, uh, you know, like 10 mics a week. And mm-hmm. I did, I was at, yeah, usually uh, before this fucking whole COVID shit ruined everything, I was doing about 10 mics a week. And then I was, you know, I had the shows on top of it. So I, in a good week, I'd go up like fucking 16, 15 times a week. That's crazy. And it yeah. shows in your um, work. It shows in your stand up that you put that time in. And it's kind of crazy because that's, 
all you can really do. You have to write, but like putting stage time in is the only stage thing. time is like one of the most valuable fucking things. That's why I, I tell uh, guys in Boston it, it's um, it's a little rough out here for stage time in terms of length. Like you mm-hmm. you you get like a lot of five to sevens in in the city. Uh, you got to go on the, try try and go on the road. You know, try and establish yourself in like a, a Maine or a New Hampshire because there's places there where they give you too much time. Yeah, like I first fucking time I did like I was like a year and a half in and I got twenty minutes in Maine and that was unheard of for me. Like the most I'd done up to that point was like fucking seven to ten. Come out to Cape Cod if you come to yeah. Cape Cod, you can get a lot of time and probably some smell. Oh yeah, that's even with the mic. You know what? I I will say that uh, outside of the shows, like. Go to a more rural mic, because mm-hmm. if you go to mics, I mean, the studio mic, favorite fucking mic ever. I love the studio mic. It's a mic, great you mic. Um, it's uh, it's three minutes, though, mm-hmm. and that's like, I don't know. You, you sit there the whole night, and you're like, I'm going to do new shit, and then it's like, yeah, but it's three minutes, and there's a crowd, so I, I'm going to have to do something old, or you just, you feel pressure to do that, but if you fuck around, like, at Ying's, you could do like a 10... If you're not from Cape, you can oh, yeah, do, like, do 10 minutes. You can do 10 for sure. It's um, good to get 10 minutes in, and it feels longer than you think. Like, I remember when we did a book show at Wheaton College. Mm-hmm. Um, I did 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you haven't done 12 minutes in a while, especially, like, I don't know, on a show that's important to you, it feels like a long time up there. I know you did a half hour on that show and you yeah, headlined yeah, yeah. that and it's time slows down. You're it's, it's also, do you know that that is a great thing though? It, it, cause there's like an adrenaline with that. If you're doing really well, it feels awesome to mm-hmm. be up there that long. It really does. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, it really just is keep getting those fives in until you get that amount of time, I guess. Like, yeah, I'm still built, like, I, I just want an hour so badly. I, I think know. that's my, my final goal. I don't even think I have a tight five minutes. <laughs> 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 well, that's the thing. I don't know. Th- this whole thing kind of happened at a shit time for you. I feel like you were really starting to break into the city. Like, you got some studio spots, and uh, that that's definitely the real... Like, if you can get in at the studio, that that is, like, the first building block to, like, all right, I'm doing a Wednesday at the studio, then you do that. Someone sees you there. They give you a spot on their show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just get more and more stage time. And booked show stage time is so fucking valuable. It really is. It and really also being a nice person. Like, being friendly. Oh, yeah. I, positivity. I, rule number two on this show. Positivity. positivity. It's like if you match people like... Like, I would go very early to open mics because I don't have a life. And I could sit there and not talk to anyone, but I know I've met some really funny, great comedians through that that hopefully I'll have on this show. Shout out funny comedians like Evan Zygman. I love that Evan. He's, he's yeah. great. But no, but it's... you oh, just bots hurt. Sorry. You just talk to people and you become friends and it makes the scene that much more easier to manage and go through. Uh, fucking... Uh, I think this is Reardon. I was talking to him about it. Dan Reardon, very funny fella, thick boy, fellow thick boy, Dan Reardon. We we're talking about uh, the open mic thing, and uh, he was like, it really is like the first year in uh, in the city. It, it feels like Fight Club where they're out on the porch. 
And you're like, no encouragement, nothing. Like, you just got to fucking sit there and they berate you and hit you with a fucking broom. Yeah. And then eventually, did you see Fight Club or am I just... I saw it a long time ago. So you don't know. <laughs> I, right. I know what you you're know, talking about. You know, Ani gets it. People listening. But it's like, if you can people. finally, if you get into the house, then it's like, I, you know, I kind of made it in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Uh, but there's like there's there's different levels of that. Even in even within a scene, it's like you got the bar scene, you got fucking the club scene, you got a, the other club scene. But and, it is uh, true you, that if you put a certain amount of energy into whatever you're doing, that energy will come back. If you go to open mics, if you talk to people, if you write comedy, like it doesn't mean that everyone's on the same timeline. But if you put energy in, energy will come back. I know. So many people who care about the scene so much, and that in itself helps because it makes the scene grow. Well, yeah, I don't know. If you're, like, a nice guy and, like, you can make friends and... If you're out there seven days a week and people see you, you're... Not only are you going to get stage time, but you're going to get better because that's, yeah. that, that's what it needs. Because, like, your first couple years, it's like... Uh, even if you get the stage time, it's not you're not gonna kill necessarily. Like you might kill, but uh, it, you need to bomb. Do you remember the shows. first time you killed? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Not not that I can, not that I remember now. Do you remember the first time you bombed? First time I bombed. Um, shout out Sally O'Brien's. That uh, <laughs> shouts out to Sally. Well, that's a mic. That's like a different thing. Yeah, no, no. If you bombing at a mic is, uh, it's kind of mandatory. You got to get over that fast. You got to so develop. Fast. You got to get like some cow skin. I was reading um, this book by Franklin Auger. It's like the art of stand-up comedy or something. It's a very good book. It's mm. it's from the '90s, so a lot of it is dated, but it is very good. And it was funny. It was one of his things. I forget who was being interviewed, but he was like. If I see someone bomb three times at a mic hard and still do it, then I know they're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Like, that's the, if you bomb three times hard at a mic and you're still doing it. It hurts so bad. It hurts so and, uh, bad. It, it hurts so little it's once you've done it. It's a scar that never yeah. goes away. Yeah. No, it goes away. I don't know. <laughs> for me, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> the um, first time was not, not good. Ugh. Yeah, I I, um, I remember there's one particularly bad one. I the first time I did the comedy studio, I had my car for like two months, so I was doing it seriously like two months. I was mm-hmm. doing it like not even that much, probably like three times a week. Mm-hmm. I was doing mics, and uh, yeah, it was the comedy studio Wednesday. That was the first, and this was the old studio, the late night one. Uh, or was it not late night? No, it was like eight p.m. I don't know. Because oh, didn't they do show. comedy hell at like nine or? No, that's Tuesday. Th- th- this is a oh, mic. Oh. This was a oh, this was a book okay. show. This was a they didn't have the mic back then. This oh, oh the now studio. I understand. Yeah, this was the first time. This was like right before they closed too. But I I was like, um, you know, this is my shot. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Like I was very green. I just thought like this is gonna work out, and then everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't know you had to keep fucking going, nonstop and bombing and trying again and. Anyway, I I, uh, I just ate it horribly. I was doing a bunch of edge lord shit. Mm. Uh, which is, like, totally not... I, I think I have some jokes that are a little edgy now, but, like, back then it was, like, a lot of edge with no real punchline. I'm like, oh, it's dirty. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of lame. 
and uh, yeah, just fucking ate it horribly for these these college kids. They just fucking hated it. How long? Five minutes? Uh, I thought it was five, and I just had five. So I did seven, and then like I did like a street joke or something because the light didn't come on, and I was afraid to just leave the stage. Oh, do you remember what street joke you did? I don't know if it was a street joke. It was just no, it wasn't a street joke. It was something terrible that like I didn't, I no longer did because it was just too stupid and weird. Like, yeah, it just didn't work. And then um, yeah, I filled the time, got off stage, and I just oh god, it was like it's like pain in your fucking heart, like deep in your heart. You like you don't want to talk to anybody, and people are like, oh, what's up? Like I like that one bit, and you're like, no, you didn't. I fucking suck. Yeah. And I drove home, and I was listening to uh, "In Rainbows" by Radiohead, <laughs> and I was fucking crying, dude. Oh, that's a my, tough uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my mom called me, and I was crying to her. And I'm like, I'm gonna go back to community college, <laughs> and I'm this, and I'm that, and. Uh, yeah, then I was I was speeding and I got pulled over. Did you? <laughs> yeah, oh. I I got like a two hundred dollar ticket and I was like wiping away tears when the, With the lady the ticket. Co- yeah the lady cop was like are you okay and I'm like yeah ah, fuck it was do terrible. you know what it's like to bomb at the comedy, comedy studio? studio? <laughs> <laughs> I I um yeah I was yeah. like I I, I thought I was cops are not sympathetic to comedy. Not, uh, no, no, some of them are. I've been pulled over before, and they're like, what are you doing? I was like, it, I hate fucking bringing it up, because it, it's going to end up like, well, tell me a joke. That's happened so many times. Like, I was coming from an open mic, tell me a joke. What joke do you tell cops? Uh, What's your joke? Bro- <laughs> tell I just do some fucking street joke. What's brown and sticky? A stick. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this guy sucks, and I get to go. Yeah. I... <laughs> Yeah, I got out of a ticket one time because I was saying, uh, like, I, I I don't know, I was on some show and I told a cop and he was like, oh, I fucking love stand up. Like, Tom Segura, like, I saw him in Medford. And, like, oh, we talk- really? yeah, we talked about Tom Segura and he's like, oh, you know what my favorite album was? Like, this guy was, like, really savvy with comedy. And then stuff. he gave you a ticket. No, he didn't <laughs> give me a ticket. I got out of a ticket. It was great. I was threatened by two man. cops after doing a police, a joke on police. Um, and that was fun. I had to stop doing that joke because I got scared. Where did, where did you do that? At the Cleeton Anchor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Cape Cod. Yeah, I was ooh, threatened ooh. by two police officers. Was that off stage or that was uh, you got pulled over? No, it was off stage. I told the jokes and then they were like, I was I had had one beer that day. Like I was drinking the only beer I drank and they go, you better just stop drinking or we could you know follow you home and pull you over. Ooh. I know. I was like, Ooh. but That's they loved. Uh, they loved all the other jokes. Jokes about race. Jokes about whatever. But they did not like a joke about eighty percent of cops being obese, which is a true fact. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Let me. Shouts um, out to the pigs. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't pull me over. What do you uh, do for working out? What do you do for your uh, physical health? Like just cardio, biking. Biking is so much. I yeah. picked up riding my bike. Oh no, over. not I don't ride. I have an exercise bike. Oh, but uh, D- do you and do what do you do? Do you listen to like podcasts or do you listen to music when you work uh, out? Podcasts. I realize that I um, yeah, guys, I have a self help podcast. So listen up. I'm gonna talk about some self help shit I do. Uh, I like to run, mm-hmm. and I like to ride my bike. I picked up riding my bike over um, quarantine. But whenever I run and when I ride my bike, I really enjoy listening to audiobooks and I enjoy listening to podcasts when doing cardio because then my body can just kind of shut off and do whatever it needs to do mm-hmm. and I can kind of learn and focus. 
Music is good because it pumps you up, but I, I, I don't know. I feel more fulfilled in that way. I feel like I'm like getting you're learning more... something. Exactly. Like you're working yeah. on your body and your mind. My body and my mind. I don't. I listen to stupid fucking podcasts that don't <laughs> that don't benefit me in any way at all. It's like all like fucking. Uh, I mean Joe Rogan sometimes, but uh, you know, like your mom's house and fucking Legion of Skanks and come down. It's all just mm. like in stupid <laughs> jokes. I like the uh, podcast inception we're going to get into about talking about podcasts on a podcast. But podcast I, on a podcast. Podcast on a podcast. Uh, we Sh- should get shouts a, out to the Gutter Boys. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I I I love the Gutter Boys. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I like uh, I do like stupid podcasts too. Like I like Comedy Bang Bang a lot. I think um, that's a very funny podcast. You know, I was always into the show. I never really checked out the podcast, but. Uh, it's wild, right? It's not. It's like it kind of all like sketches and shit. No, it's an, it's an interview podcast, but people play characters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like it's Pat Oswalt's the uh, not Pat Oswalt. Fucking Paul F. Tompkins will be like the fucking bird handler or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's whatever. Or Bob Odenkirk was like some fucking bird whistler. How many days a week do you work out? Uh, I don't know, like three or four. I lately in quarantine, I've also been. Uh, I, I have an axe and I have like a backyard, so I've just been fucking chopping <laughs> wood. Not just chopping. I go out and I just fucking. That we have a stump and it's like uh, it's a really fun workout. Just in terms swing of cardio. an axe around. Just hit a fucking stump with an axe over and over again. Can we get video of you yeah. doing that? Fuck yeah, dude! Shirtless. That's hot. Shirtless Hell with yeah. an axe. <laughs> we should get a calendar of you and a fireman like strapped. That's with an a second axe. merch oh. item. That is Fuck our yeah. second merch dude, item. I, I got one of those. Uh, I was gonna film a video. This happened when the. You know that bull rat sling thing where it's just like the, the I the, do the know yeah the, yeah the bull like yeah. ass is just out. I'll get one too. So I went. Uh, I got one of those, <laughs> and I was, I was just fucking walking around. How much around did my you brother. pay for it? Uh, I, it was like fucking five dollars. It wasn't a lot wow. at all. And, it's not a um, lot of cloth. Yeah, and like my family wasn't home one day, so me and my brother just fucking. I just went upstairs to my brother. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm just fucking wearing that thing. <laughs> Like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Just put my fucking. Is that why you shit. no longer work with pizza pies? Uh, yeah, man, that was it. I've been uh, <laughs> harassment lawsuit. No, dude, he. We were gonna film a video, me and my brother, with me and the thing, but then the <laughs> the whole George Floyd thing happened. Black Lives Matter. Uh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. And uh, yeah, I just felt <laughs> fucking yeah, not, not cool right at all. Time. To put. Le- Unless you did it months, in protest, I don't know. <laughs> if you did it in protest, if I'm just in the thing like Black Lives Matter, but then I seem like a piece of shit. Like I'm like I'm not supporting the cause. What if you go to a protest in the outfit? <laughs> Wait, is this Pride? I don't. What's happening? I don't. <laughs> so you play music. You're uh, uh, you're yeah, a musician. Yeah. I play guitar, bass, drums, piano. Do you do that every day? I uh I got an electronic drum set and I've been fucking with that like all day with quarantine like it's so much fun. To just is it like a med? Do you get into a meditative state when you uh, play music? Uh, I don't know, not really. I just fuck around. Uh, sometimes with drums, if you get like a nice like tribal rhythm going, you just feel kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. I don't really smoke pot with people, but uh, cause I I just get so socially anxious. Like I cannot yeah. be around people. Uh, but when I get high by myself, I'll like, I'll turn the lights off and I'll just play bass or I'll fucking play Crash Bandicoot. And you connect to the music. I don't get a connection to music and I love music so much. Shout out 
music. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to, shout out to all music. Shout out to all music. All music uh, lives matter. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I do love music, but I don't understand how to play it. And I've tried. I've tried to play drums, oh, I, but it's I. That's just not how. It's like another language to me. I just I'm not good at learning other uh, languages. Fucking, I'm not good at. I hate music theory. I'm not one of those guys that knows anything about. I just fuck around. Mm-hmm. Like I, but I, I know how to play though. Like I can play yeah. in rhythm and stuff. Did you and, teach uh, yourself? Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, I had a bass teacher for a little bit, but like it was just like six months, and then I kind of yeah, just learned on my own. He taught you shit like boom. Yeah, boom. He just <laughs> basically the dude just taught me how to read tabs, and I was like, oh okay, this is how you do it. And then I took mu- music theory classes, and I just it's just boring to me. It's like putting all that shit. Music is just a bunch of frequencies, and you put it into a box, and you're like, the circle of fifths, and fucking this, and this key, and I'm like, I don't really give a shit about it. Do you write it's music? Boring. Do you write, like, songs? Uh, I I have some riffs and shit that I've written, but I don't like lyrics? pursue that. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, when I was younger, I, I had some lyrics written. Oh, God, it's so fucking embarrassing, though. I feel like comedy's a lot like that, though, where you can't. All my best jokes, I don't know about you, but all my best jokes, there's a rhythm to the way I say the words. It's not just the words yeah, that I say. Uh, it's like a kind of a transient state, like a song where you're singing, but you kind of, there's a certain way that you have to say the jokes. I forget who said it, but it's stand-up is a, it, it is an instrument that you're playing, but the, the instrument itself is the audience. So, oh, that's actually a really yeah. good way to put it. Who, who said that? That I is hot. I'm hard. That's hot. <laughs> I don't know who said that. I, uh. Was that Hitler? On, probably heard it on Rogan or something. Oh, okay. yeah, it was <laughs> the audience. You know, Hitler, my favorite human. Hitler. His shout out to music, not Hitler. Shouts out everybody to everybody. Love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no shouts out to Hitler. No shouts out to Hitler. Hitler, stay dead. <laughs> Motherfuckers in Argentina right now is like 130. This isn't uh, what's the conspiracy? Shout out to the conspiracy <laughs> podcast on this uh, network. Trash conspiracies with coming uh, to you live after this podcast. Vaden Jones is that who's? That's correct. Oh, Vaden. shout out to um, conspiracy trash pandas. Sh- shouts out to Vaden Jones. <laughs> but this isn't this isn't that show. So don't you. Fuck <laughs> <conspiracies laughs> yeah, fuck there. every podcast that's not this podcast. This is a sports podcast. I told Fucking you joke slut. Say your lines. How much do you care versus not care? Because you do not care, but you also have to care because you give yourself the system. You work they harder than anyone else I know. I care so much about stand-up. I really do, but there's a certain level of... Uh, if you want to get good, you cannot care what the audience thinks necessarily. Like you can't. Uh, there's so many traps to fall in. Like, I know so many dudes that are like, they're funny, but then they like they they go on the side of hack because it's like I just I need to kill, mm-hmm. and then um, you kind of get trapped in that. Where like, because you can kill on stage and just not be that great at comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You take your time on stage. Even when I see you not do well, which is very rarely, you never really speed up. You don't seem like you... I speed up when I get nervous, and it's, I, it's the same from that Franklin Nerget book I was reading. Um, long inhale. Sorry, I, I had to take a long inhale. <laughs> long inhale. Long exhale. Before I get... No, but he was saying... There was an interview in there that they were saying that 
con- you have to wait the longest amount of time you can before you say your next line. Well, yeah, you can't. Uh, I used to fucking step on my lash pretty badly. I do it so much. Because I, you know what? I'd have a, uh, you know, I have the line, and then they'd laugh, and then they wouldn't stop laughing, and then I'd be nervous, so I'd just I'd move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that. You have to wait, and then. I don't know. That's when you really start to get good when you understand the rhythm of it all. Mm-hmm. You give them this much, and then you go, and then you give them this much, and then you go. But then you can still fuck around and uh, step on laughs. Is it? You have to be very present in the moment, and uh, it's difficult to be consistent. I'd say. Yeah. With that, but you're always kind of like three seconds ahead of where the audience is. For yeah, sure. or even where you, your you mouth know what is. You're gonna, you know yeah. what you're going to say. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Th- there is a certain thing of, uh, sh- I was talking to somebody about this today, Gerby. Shouts out to Gerby. Shouts out, Gerby. Uh, Shouts out, Gerby. <laughs> Shouts out to Gerby. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the, the fear, the initial fear, and that, that nerves that uh, you just got to burn out by doing as much as possible. That's something you, where stage time is really valuable is just you ending up being comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. It's it's so funny how there's a connection between everything in life and how that kind of is. I'm guessing it's like music, but with me, um, with running, mm-hmm. when I first started running, I probably could l- run for longer distances, but it was what was in my mind that was stopping me. Like being like, I can't run this far. And then that the mental practice is what helped me push forward. And I think comedy is a lot like that too, where it's like, you just have to burn it out. You have to burn out that, that kind of that like part the, of your brain. the resistance yeah, in your yeah. brain. Do you read it all? Are uh, you a reader? My reader. Uh, I'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot, but I don't. I don't really read anymore. I just I, I waste my life playing video games and listening to comedy. This is not much. Video games is something into. that I used to play so much of. I used to play so many video games, and when people talk bad about video games, it's so dumb when they talk about it breeds violence, because it definitely doesn't, but it breeds laziness, uh, because I was addicted to video games. Yeah, serial killers were around before Pong, so (laughs) it's not exactly fucking... People were more violent then. What the fuck is... Yeah, I don't think... The KKK was around in the fucking 1800s. Why the fuck were they... Would, it was video games? No, they just suck. No, but it does... Humans it, fucking suck. But it is a. It is like a drug, and it gets you addicted, and you get lazy because of it. At least I feel when I play video games. Yeah, I, I, I always said, like, I'm... I, I never judge anyone for uh, the addiction thing. Like, my mom was an addict. Uh... And it's difficult for me to be like, oh, I can't, like, fuck that guy's a heroin addict because, like, I'm addicted to, like, video games and I was addicted to energy drinks. That's how fucking Caffeine lame I Caffeine addiction is yeah, a real thing. It's a real thing. Level. Dude, like, seriously, I was drinking, like, two uh, monsters a day for a while. Damn. And that's, like, uh, yeah, my stomach's probably all fucked up from that. Probably. Now I'm, like, I'm down every once in a while if I'm performing, I'll have a, an energy drink, but, uh. Yeah, that shit was fucking rough. And I, I can't fault somebody for, like, I'm addicted to crack. Like, I got addicted to fucking Red Bull. So who the fuck am I? Yeah, no. It, we were talking about this on the last podcast, but it's like you got to force yourself to be addicted to good things. Like, as you said, you give yourself a point system, so then you get addicted to whatever that is, like whether it be oh, going exact. on your workout bike or doing writing or something. Like, if you force yourself to be put into a regiment. The feeling of killing is uh i am i'm absolutely 
addicted to that. Just being on stage in general, I'm addicted to that. But like the do, the feeling of doing really well and not the, trying to do it authentically. Mm-hmm. If you do, if you're on stage and you're doing well and you're doing it authentically, you're not going hack. You're just you're not pandering. You're you're being yourself and doing well. That I don't know what heroin feels like. I I've taken painkillers when I broke shit before, but like. I imagine it's something like that. Like that is like it's the best cra- feeling. Ever. Yeah, you're in a different state. You're not in your body. You're kind of like it, it, it's weird that I just like everything about stand up. I like the art form. I, I do like, too. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of it and uh the the feeling of doing I'm very lucky that I love the feeling of doing it because I, I I'm such a fan of it that I just wanted to contribute and then uh just doing it, I was like, oh, this is... I, I've been an attention whore my whole life. This is like mainlining fucking heroin. This is great. How did you get into it? Not doing it, but how did you get into it as a fan? As a fan? Um, yeah. Well, I, my parents fucked up and showed me Carlin and Pryor too young. Uh, the, <laughs> I I don't even like telling this story anymore because it sounds so contrived and shitty. But uh, my mom was really fucking cool. She showed me Pryor live on the Sunset Strip which is one of my favorite. I fucking love Pryor. Live and Smoking is the most dangerous fucking special ever, considering the circumstances. That's the best... Like, he's talking about sucking dicks as a black man in 1970. That is... Uh, that was wow. dangerous. That was fucking dangerous. That, yeah. Fuck whatever you're doing now. You know? That, that was so dangerous back then. Yeah, people are so scared to cross lines, but those lines have been crossed. You just have to have a point, and you have to be good. Like, yeah. you can't just do it, as you said, to be an edgelord. Exactly, yeah. And uh, I, she showed me live on the Sunset Strip. I was, like, fucking six. And, uh, yeah. And uh, he has that, that last joke where he lights the, the match. He's like, was that as Richard Pryor running down the street? And then she stopped it, and she was like, uh, you know why that's funny? I'm like, no. And she's like, he tried to kill himself by lighting himself on fire. And he made that so funny that he closed his show with it. And if something, if you can make something funny, then it, it can't hurt you like that. Dude, and that's that, not that's, contrived at all. That's beautiful. That's really uh, <laughs> beautiful. And that's, it, sounds, it sounds a little You should get it that, tattooed on the right oh above your ass. <laughs> No, but that is a beautiful... pull out and come on the old philosophy. <laughs> no, but that is something that, especially ingrained in you young, probably helped you, especially through you using comedy as kind of like a... I don't want to say an escape, because that's a bad thing, but we all use it as, a, as an output. We like to... Like, I've had some really... Outlet. Everyone yeah. needs a passion. I've like, had some really good sets when I'm really sad or really angry. Oh, that's great. Like, that's... I remember just going to Ying's and just manic depressed with fucking... I'm wearing sweatpants right now, but like... I'm wearing athletic <laughs> pants. Wearing sweatpants all dirty and then just going up and doing well. It just feels great. It does. It's um, it's. But it's... You can't live off that. At least for me, I feel like if I'm just living off my comedy highs yeah then covid happens and you're like fuck that's it's exactly not worth what happened it. yeah it's that's i was what gonna it, kill myself for like two months because i was like i have nothing yeah dude that was why i had to break up with my old self too like it was not um i was ju- it's like a doctor doesn't go home every day and celebrate that he saved people's lives that's his job it's like our job is to be funny even if we're not getting paid for it, like, I like how that's the comparison. I know, I know. I like to make myself a lot Listen, more when important. I'm ta- than when I'm I up said. there talking about my infected asshole, that's like me in the chemo labs helping those people out. All right, I'm helping out sick kids talking about my dick and balls. 
to strangers. The, no, uh, but it, you can't live off those highs because that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to bring the funny. Supposed to bring the funny. But, yeah, yeah, you know, the high is nice, though. And it's, uh, it is a motivator. Whatever keeps you doing it. That's one of the best... The reason people get good enough and people get good enough to, like, contribute something really great to this, uh, this art form, it's because they never quit. Mm-hmm. There's some people. Don't get me wrong. I I feel like enough people haven't been told to quit. I know people that should have quit, and they haven't quit. Um, but the way you get can good, you play the positivity thing, please? Because yeah, 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 you know what? Uh, everyone, everyone should quit. Uh, <laughs> if you've been doing it longer than a blank amount of time, then you should quit. If you're not funny yet, uh, no, you should only quit if you're telling yourself to quit. If you really are like. I don't want to do this. Then don't do it. Like, yeah. you but know, like there's a thing where it's like at the end of the day you have to you have to change yourself. If it's not working and you have to look at yourself honestly cuz I know so many people that just they don't there's a lot of those guys that like they don't they they've been doing it forever they just don't have the self-awareness to be like, "Oh, well, I'm not I'm not fucking good." You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I it's not even that you're not good. It's like, oh, that material doesn't work. I should try to write yeah, new it material. Doesn't I matter. should go to more mics. I should, yeah, try new material. Punch it up differently. I hate when people ask for advice and don't want it. Yeah, that's like always, about a most, joke. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, especially with newer comics. Comics are all like kind of ego based. We're all fucked up and narcissistic and shit. And most of the time, someone when they ask for uh, advice, it's Tell me how good I am. Like, yeah. that's what you want to hear. And it's like, if you want to, I, I don't know. I, I don't really give advice because it's like, if I tell you not to do something and it's going to fuck you up, I don't want to do that. You, you know should I mean? know. It's really hard to give or take advice on jokes because you're It's like, what not, do you think of my act? It's like, I, I don't fucking know. You it's and I act, aren't man. funny. That put anyone, but no one's funny the same way as another person. So they yeah, can't tell unique. you like a tag, like maybe tags will work, but it's also like, that's funny if you said that joke, but it's not funny if I said that joke because it's not the way that I talk. Well, are you going to go tell like an old comic that he's not funny? Because there's like there's so many of those guys that are just fucking brilliant. And it's like maybe that's not funny to you, but I like shit like that. Like It was Mar- that Dave Rubin special. Yeah, that that guy is fucking amazing. I was about to name drop somebody in the scene. And it, oh, sorry. It was gonna, no, no, no. It was going to sound kind of shitty, but it's not a shitty thing because I love people that go out of the box, people that do shit that's like oh, not normal. Totally. Uh, but it's it doesn't work in all the fucking rooms, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not gonna work everywhere, and uh, but that's what's that that's what makes it so brave. But it's also um, that's what makes you a good comedian, and I don't. But this is why I look up to you in comedy: is you can do a great set at the studio, but you can also do a great set at Yings, or you can do a great set like. At shows that we we can't speak of, where you can say whatever you want, where it's like you can switch, you have to be able to switch it up a little bit. Like I'm not saying that Alan Fitzgerald should go do clean shows, but it's like you should be able to switch it up at least a little bit. Um, you see that that's the the being true to yourself is what makes you good at this. I think. Yeah. And, uh, you have to believe in yourself, but yeah. not too but much. But then, then again, there are some people that I think it's just not in them to kill on like a road gig. You know what I mean? There's some people that are like, they're so fucking funny for what they are, but the people in the audience are like, either they're too stupid or they just don't fucking get it. Mm-hmm. Humor is just so different. 
Yeah. I know a lot of people that don't like absurd shit, and that just makes no fucking sense to me. Absurdity is so great. Yeah, uh, well, we were... It's kind of like I... You were saying that you like rap, but you don't like mumble rap. You like more the... Yeah, I like uh, conscious rap, and I like... Uh, I like experimental shit, like Death yeah. Grips or Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. I like real shit that's like fucking out there. I love um, that stuff too, but it's funny. I, I, I also I just I get so bored with the mumble yeah. rap. I love mumble rap. It all too. sounds the same. I really do. I love all the exper- like I love Danny Brown. I love Death Grips. I love clipping. I love all that stuff. But I also love mumble clipping rap. Fucks. And that's kind of how I feel about comedy. Like we're, I like comedy that's. Just the person is funny because them they're themselves. But I also like comedy that's such great joke writing. Yeah, like yeah. it can be the whole spectrum. Well, you can like uh, you can like an Alan. Alan's fucking one of the best writers in the I fucking he's love amazing. Yeah. He's so good. When are you but guys you, starting your uh, WWE? <laughs> Fat everybody love everybody. <laughs> no, but he honestly is one of the funniest. Uh, yeah, but, like, his comedy's not for everybody. The same way Mark Gallagher, that dude's fucking... Uh, do you know Mark Gallagher? No, I actually don't. Uh, he's he's real alty. Like, he's fucking so out of the box. Mm-hmm. He's fucking so funny, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that dude, everybody loves that guy, and it's like, those those two styles are so different, and they're both, they're not gonna work at the same spot everywhere. Yeah. You know? Because, like, Alan, like... I don't want to use the word cuck, because... <laughs> Just seems. I don't want to be like, oh, this guy's right wing weirdo. Um, no, I'm like a liberal and shit. But like, there are some people that just don't uh, get that it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I, you can fucking be a liberal and laugh at, at shit. That's the the point of comedy is to make fun of shit that's really dark. And you're like, oh, don't do rape jokes. Don't do this joke. Don't do this kind of joke. If it's a good joke, do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, and if you're not just doing it to be edgy for the purpose, for the sake of exactly, being edgy, yeah, yeah, that that I hate that trap, and I hate that mentality where it's like I'm just being, I'm talking about rape because I'm a fucking. It's like no, I don't know. Do something different with it. it yeah, it, and you can fight shit like that. You can f- actually fight uh, stuff that's bad. Like I, t- I make fun of the fact that I got molested. Like that's not. Uh, it's not bad necessarily. No, and it's like, your but, yeah. But people have shut down on that. Like, and get, offended on, get offended on behalf of you. on on behalf of me, which doesn't make sense. And yeah. it's like, how are you supposed to talk about other people's problems then? I, but that's our. I feel like that's just a societal problem, not societally, but a human problem. Is we don't like to face I- ignorance is bliss. It's such like a common thing, but we don't want to face the things that are real. Like we don't want to face the things, and I think. Especially, it's very timely right now where thing, people are finally, after being stuck inside for so long, facing the reality. They can they are going out and they're saying, hey, we're fed up with the system. We're fed up with things that are out being handled. And hopefully, that goes into people's mindset of being like, well, let's deal with our own personal problems and our own personal demons so we can get past it and hopefully laugh at it. It's like the thing that your mom said. If you're able to yeah, laugh yeah. at whatever... It's important. It can, that can exactly. It empowers you. Uh, laughter should be a tool to like get rid of some of this dark shit. Life is so fucking hard. Like, why not? Why are you gonna laugh when you? Or why are you gonna cry when you could have laughed? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, you could cry about the fact that uh, whatever something there's police brutality, or you could laugh. You could try and laugh about. It. You could try to make it funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and hopefully people will then listen to it because exactly, they're laughing yeah. and they they disengage. Yeah, and that's something. Um, and also, I, <laughs> sorry. No, ahead. no, it, it's my podcast, so I'm going to speak first. 
I'm leaving. No, but it's something that um, I've taken a lot from you, and it shows in a lot of people, and it shows in you even coming here, is we're from the Cape. We don't live close to a lot of mics, but if you really love it, it doesn't matter. You do it. Like, I'll drive two and a half hours each way to do three minutes at the studio. I don't care because I love it. It's fun. Like, oh, And if you don't love it, it won't seem fun. But if you love it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because you you're imagine not? Because I've talked to people before. That like, I'm just doing this to get famous, which oh, I thought dude, was like, would, dude, oh. I thought that that was like a myth. You know what I mean? I thought that was like nobody ever actually thought like that. But like guys that are actually good have told me that. And I'm like, then you're, why the fuck are you, you're just going to be in pain. Like there's no way, there's, there's no way you're going to for sure. Yeah, this is a miserable fucking life. Yeah. For you to get famous, you have to do this for like twenty fucking years and just keep working at it, keep working at it. It still might not happen. Yeah, but uh, if you work in a restaurant, it's not a great life. You do it because like, I'm doing this because I want to. I want to get really good at it and I want to fucking contribute to it. It's it's something. It's all I've ever wanted to do. You know, what it's I mean? the way that you feel most heard. I feel that way about it too. Where it's like, even if I'm not good, I can still feel myself growing and getting better. And I also know that this is the way I want to express what I have to say is through a comedic medium. Now, mm. that can be through food for some people. That can be through <laughs> sports. Slam poetry. Slam poetry. Uh, you could be the best curler in the world. But that's how I want to express my myself is through comedy mm. and through this podcast of self-help. Is hey, how many room? minutes in are we? We actually been going for about an hour. Oh my god! Oh wow! So maybe we can oh. wrap it up in a little bit. Um, I wanted to do something with you. I want you. Do you have bits written on your phone? Uh, not really written. I actually have my notebook in my car. Why? What do you want? What's you the? Want me to do a no, premise? I just want. Yeah, I want to hear what. What's one of your first premises you ever wrote? Oh. Um. Oh fuck. Trying to remember something that oh there's a, a bit that I had about a scooter. I would uh I got high with my friends and I bought a scooter at Toys R Us and I turned it into like a, a four minute bit. It was just so fucking long. It was just terrible. About a scooter. Yeah, about buying a scooter about being an adult and buying a scooter at uh Toys R Us. And uh yeah, that was like my first real bit and then yeah, it, <laughs> I had to chuck that at some point. <laughs> It stopped working after Toys R Us closed. <laughs> yeah, after they went bankrupt, yeah. people just got sad. Yeah, I think it was just that people were like, uh, when I was a kid, you know, I, I looked young, so I'd be like, I was at Toys R Us, mm. and then uh, you know, right away they'd be like, ha ha ha, like an easy laugh. You I look guess. like you could still live outside of a Toys R Us. I look like a molester. I don't look <laughs> like I'm buying toys. For sure. I could see you riding and remember they had like the car with the purple dinosaur in it and you oh, could yeah. put a quarter in it and <laughs> on. I feel like I'd see you sitting in I'm one in of that those. Borat thong. Yeah, in the bor we're making this video. There's no law that says I can't do this. <laughs> Where is the I'm, I have the constitution. <laughs> Let me see the right guidebook. <laughs> Officer. One of my first bits. It was actually my first bit was how I wished I was homeless because they're such free people. And the punchline was <laughs> that you can't masturbate when you're homeless because it's always in public. It's always public. It's always a crime. It's always a yeah, public indecency life, crime. That's the only reason you're not homeless right now. That's the only reason. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, you very know what? much. 
the first bit I did was also about being homeless. It was really? About, yeah, it was about... Uh, Do you want to move into a cardboard box fuck. together? Hell yeah. No, it was about the reason I'm fat. Uh, and uh, I was like, I'm fat because I'm storing food for when I get kicked out of my parents' house. And uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm putting up with my dad's shit now, but as soon as I hit C cups, <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, it was fucking cheap. <laughs> I um, I the first time I did stand up was on Kill Tony, oh, in the shit, belly room, know. and I won't say the comedian's name. I'll tell you after. But a pretty well known comedian, Salt was the guest, mm-hmm. and. After the show was like, hey, you shouldn't do jokes about homeless people. I did really well. My first time, I did the second time I ever did stand up was on Kill Tony 2, and I bombed in front of Steve O. But the first time, I actually did well. And this comedian was like, hey, you shouldn't do jokes about homeless people. And I was like, okay, like it went well, but that was a weird thing. And then I saw him at Laugh Boston like a year later, and he had a fucking joke about homeless people. Yeah. I was so mad, and it wasn't even as good of a... Not that my joke was good, but it wasn't that good of a premise. And it always He's made just trying me... to keep you off homeless people. Yeah. Like, the rising star. I mean, that's... I love being on my top homeless of homeless. Whenever I see homeless people, one. I lay on top of them. Mm. That's my version of planking. Well, thank you very much for <laughs> being here. Yeah. I never got to force you to eat a clementine. And um, we're going to play the intro again because we talked over it for John Zayat's sake. Mustache vegan. I love John. Mustache vegan. I saw him eat pork. He bucked up. Yeah, John. Calling you out, John. I just outed you. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. You think we care? No, he's a very good producer. And I love him. Thank you very much for being here. I wanted a kiss. Knocked over the mic. I bucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up.